Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, my son. Some rapid fire one liners from the big voice guy and the collection of lunatics here. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, yes, that wedding is uh, in a month now. The countdown is Oh, here. I can't wait. I'm starting to get my, my ceremony together, putting together what I'm going to say. Any, anything I can help with? Uh, it depends. When I get to the part about the uh, mock draft, okay. I'm going to call you for the Bears. Good, because yeah. I did a... Um... You know, we had to do uh, one of those ceremonies when I was in my, my Jesuit high school, and, and you had to pick one. I chose funeral, so I've never actually written out the wedding. Wow, you one. chose a funeral? Yeah. That, I think that's a window into who you are. You could have t- taken a wedding. Well, everybody else did the wedding. Or a baptism. I was the only guy to do the, uh, or, the or, funeral. Or a christening. No, the funeral was great. Okay. It's really good. All right, all right. I got an A plus 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 because it was brilliant. And Mike, your funeral for a friend was so good. Your marks lie bleeding. In your hands. Yeah, we had that, and then we had electric funeral. So Elton into into Sabbath. Ah! That was the band I saw last week. Electric funeral. Yeah, Yeah. they sounded pretty. You sent me when they were doing the wizard. Yeah, we did it on a keyboard. (laughs) I felt cheated. (laughs) You want it to sound good. You want it to sound Ah, I would have rather had the guy Uh. trying to huff into a harmonica (laughs) terribly. It was good, though. It was fun. That was a good time out. 
We got to go down to that place. It was down in Long Beach. It was, okay. it was a fun little place. Uh, the United States women trying desperately to get the equalizer against Mexico late in the second half. Women's Gold Cup not going well. Trinity Rodman is down and injured. Uh, looks like a yellow card coming out against Mexico, but still Mexico just a few minutes away from a huge one nothing win over the United States. I believe Steve DeSager had it a few minutes ago. 18 out of their last 20? Yeah. Uh, United States is out over Mexico? 20 of 22, and this would be 20 of 23. Brutal. Mm. Like right down the road from us here at Dignity Health in Carson, former home of the Chargers. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, struggling all night long. So we'll have more on this game coming up in a bit because there are some big takeaways from this. Boy, all the good stuff we saw previously in the Gold Cup, it, it is not the same. No, you just wipe it away like a mock draft entry. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. You got to listen to the whole show. And, and now, Jake and Whitney, we're going to pause the wedding so we can go over the mock draft. Just the first 15 picks. I understand people are here get a little antsy. So just the first 15 picks. And number 16 was John. You remember him? He was the guy that was drunk. No. So is this your first alien wedding? This is, It's not. It's not uh, maybe aliens could be at the wedding. I don't know. What do you mean, maybe? Yes. Welcome. We are here. There's no way real people would let you marry them. They're real. They're real. They are spectacular. You say that, but they are salt of the earth people. They are salt of the earth people. They want me because of my my ability to entertain and the fact that I've I've known him since he's been been a little kid growing up. A, a girl go. once told me that. Yeah. <laughs> but see now, but now you can have an acoustic guitar and start singing "Salt of the Earth" by the Stones. Listen, I want you to play the Wizard on the way up. But I'm I'm the violinist. <laughs> well, that's your entrance. <laughs> can you play the Wizard on your violin? I only know two songs. I know "Here Comes the Bride." Play the Wizard. Just play the Wizard. <laughs> and she's watching you reach towards your pocket. A couple of twenties come out of Take there. Take out a harmonica. Maybe. <laughs> Here, play this. They're I, real and spectacular. <laughs> I don't I don't play harmonica, sir. You will now. Let's go. So uh breaking his long silence, Russell Wilson has talked about what he wants his future to be. Now it could be any day, it could be his last day as a Denver Bronco. Broncos owe him a lot of money. He has not played particularly well. They have a desire to move on. They made this evident during the season when he was approached and said, listen, if you don't take uh, less guaranteed money here off your deal, we're going to bench you. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we're waiting to find out what the Broncos are going to decide. Are they going to trade Russell Wilson? Will they wait and just release him? Well, Wilson finally weighed in today on what he hopes happens with the Broncos or elsewhere. Here's Russell Wilson from his podcast with Brandon Marshall uh, talking about what he thinks his path might be. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. So he wants to win unless I have to win somewhere else. No, I want to win here. But I could also win someplace else. I want to win two more. He said I want to win two more Super Bowls in Denver. Unless, unless, unless it's somewhere else. No, he does a really good job of painting everything as a problem with the Broncos. <laughs> that's like it's me. not me. That's like me saying I love you and I love the fact that you've been my on-air partner here for the last ten years. Unless I wanted somebody else. Well, look, <laughs> it's been a good run, but in in the back of your head, you may have pushed for someone else behind I, the scenes. I, want, I don't know. You, you know, there's plenty of time to say. You say I want to stay here. Or someplace else. Just say, the, the point needs to be, I want to stay. Yep. But this is Russell Wilson saying, look, I always get the feeling with Wilson, 
when when I hear him talk, when I hear him do, you know, talk publicly and have interviews, I feel like I'm getting a politician glaze from him. Like he speaks how when a politician wants to say something where I can play both sides of the coin and you can criticize me but not really and I want to just I want to give you that where I'm not going to really give you anything. That's kind of the oh, glaze 100%. that I, I felt like we get from all the it's time. It's been that guy forever. Not not that yeah. he's being phony, not that but that he's hey, I'm going to I'm going to say something. I'm just going to kind of glaze over and give you something that is open to interpretation where you can take it any way you want to, but you really can't criticize me for it. No, he doesn't want to be the bad guy in this case stand up and be the bad guy this has been a terrible two years i've learned a lot about myself yeah sure fine whatever spin you want to put that way but from a professional standpoint i'm at a point i'm at a crossroads and just be honest about it right brandon marshall asked him a bunch of questions and he gave him every opportunity to go and 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 do you know scorched earth and he does a pretty good job of laying it out of like it's not me it's them Without really taking out the the blowtorch and getting after it, right? Very measured, very calm. Hey, I've got a lot of football left in me. I've been reflective. I figured it out, right? Kid and all this other stuff going on. That it's it's all about this next phase, and I'm still ready to win. Let me be your quarterback, whether it's here or somewhere else. Now, for, look, it's Sean Payton. I would love to have just, hey, Sean, let me play this for you. Uh, how is this likely going to go? Because I can tell you that. I can tell you exactly how likely how this is going to go. The Broncos can push and Russell Wilson can push any sort of decision down the road however much they want to. Right, they can. Pu- they've already pushed the guaranteed money from this year. Mm-hmm. They can push guaranteed money due on the first. They, 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 they can push any any direction they want to go to. The Broncos are going to find it really difficult to find a landing spot for him because I I tell you I'll, I'll go the other way when when it found out Wilson could be available. You heard how it's oh all these teams. I don't think there's a fit in a lot of places. The best fit is is with the Raiders, quite honestly, because he's made to be a Raider. Oh, it's been issues. We don't know if he's good anymore. End of his career. The Raiders are stuck kind of in the middle of the first round. They have a young quarterback, but they can't really throw him out there to the Wolves. Would he be a good bridge guy for a year? It's the Raiders. That's where. But every all these other places where you say, hey, Wilson, go here. There's not a lot of fits. Does he fit with Atlanta? No, he doesn't. This is a young team that needs a, that needs to bring in a quarterback that's the same that can age up with Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts and all these guys. The Steelers would be, but are they going to bring in Russell Wilson? No, they haven't brought in a free agent guy to be a long term starter in 50 years. So all these places that sound great, I don't know that there's a fit. I don't know that there's the interest level in Wilson with everything that goes along with it because you're going to have to worry about the money. You're going to have to worry about the long term deal. I don't know that his best place, if they wind up parting ways with him, is he goes somewhere as a backup with upside. Where I go somewhere where, not quite where, hey, to the Jets to back up Aaron Rodgers, but a place where, hey, we have a young quarterback, we're not quite sure about it, but we're going to go, we're going to bring you in just in case. And you see his value is plummeted, but you got to go where you're wanted. So I, I don't I don't know that there's a fit for Russell. I, I don't think there's a fit, and you're going to see that, and the Broncos are going to be stuck to say, hey, we got to kick this can down the, down the road here. We got to go through the draft and see if we get a quarterback that we like before we make a decision on Russell Wilson. And Wilson's going to say, but I want this. Well, wait, do you want to? Because I don't think he would get to free agency, and suddenly people knocking down. It's almost like the Bill Belichick thing. Oh, Belichick. No, Belichick is not the same guy. Wilson's not the same quarterback. So 
yeah, he would hit free agency and interest would be tepid at best. But I, I think both those, as you tie them together and you bring Belichick into this, they both suffer from the same thing. Right with Belichick, I think we can all agree he's still a pretty decent coach, right? And and Russell, I'm not a, a big believer in the the future, and I was down on him from his last year in Seattle on. But some still try to stand for him this last year. They point to some stats. I say, show me the stats when it mattered. Show me the stats when things were were not going well outside of that game against Chicago, which made no sense. But you look at the. The Belichick thing, right? Coaching-wise, whatever he put on the field, coached pretty well. Problem was, he was picking the picking the groceries and getting out there. And what what is the big uh, hiccup with him? Personality, right? Coming in, taking over, being that guy, lording over, getting complete control, all of that stuff. That's the whispers related to him. With Russell Wilson, anybody thinking that he walks in and the only thing you're worried about is how much salary cap he takes up? You're kidding yourself. Right, go back to the number of ex Seattle players. Look at some of the whispers out of Denver the last two years. All of this stuff, he doesn't come with a clean slate on any of it. Right, it's always been about you know corporate Russ. And that's not going to change. And now it's diminishing returns right. and corporate Russ. Right. So you go to Pittsburgh where they already had issues in their locker room this last year that Mike Tomlin was putting out fires all year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's bring him in. Mm -hmm. That's going to help. (laughs) So saying veteran leader, just because you've been in the league a bunch, doesn't mean that you come in and you really necessarily add to that part. Right? When you look at the Falcons, same thing. Young core, some talented players. Is, Is it additive? Maybe from a what he can do in between the white line. Sure, he's better than what you have or what you had. But is all the rest of that working? I would argue you're taking a big risk at this stage of his career, right? The teach old dog new tricks kind of thing that we talk about. This has been the guy since 2012 when he showed up in the NFL, and it's gotten progressively worse. He had an office on another floor, all this other crap. And even if you take that away, you don't take that out of the guy. Not suddenly a you know darkness retreat where he sees the error of his ways. I'm buying that for a second. Politician Russ is still alive and well. Mm. He is going to have a tough time. Trust me and mark my words. He's going to have a tough time finding a landing spot. When you see this uh, develop over the course of the next few weeks and maybe a couple of months, you're going to remember we told you it's not, there's no real great landing spot for him. It's going to be. You're really, going to go really take difficult. Captain shirtless Very Captain difficult. Kirk and his uh, jewelry over him, mm. and he's coming off a busted up leg. Hey, but he's playing pickleball or tennis he's or whatever ready. it is. He's yeah. ready. It was tennis. He was playing right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than pickleball. It shows me maybe. Hey, I can't play pickleball. People think I still can't move, but I'll play tennis. Pickleball, I'm looking though. pretty good. But I mean, look yeah. at the insurance claims yeah. for knee surgeries. Oh, this is true. And don't forget all the Coles bucks that Kirk has. Oh, oh that's, that's right. Yeah, Col- yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and I think you go you go to Warnware in Patagonia. And oh, the, what the, the hell is that? The sales there. Oh my goodness, Warnware Patagonia. Country? No, no, no. You go to Patagonia. And they have a Warnware section where people buy stuff, don't like it, return it, and they sell Warnware oh, like that so disgusting. much less the price. I thought it was oh, that awesome. animal that they tell you you can't photograph when you walk through yeah. certain marketplaces. No, oh, no, no, that's no, a no, pangolin. No. Warnware, Warnware is great. I get, I get so much great stuff, Patagonia Warnware. You. Oh, it's great. Well, that? I told you it's my thing, right? I don't want to save the universe. So, you know, buying clothes, not always buying all clothes, brand new clothes that, that, that you know, people Dude, put out you all eat the burgers time. Burgers from Mix. Yeah, yeah. You're you not know. saving the world. How, buddy. Many, how many double Big Macs on your truck? 
I have. I did not have a double Big Mac. On you my can trip. go buy new clothes. Why would I go to McDonald's? Where I went to White Castle. I was in Vegas, man. He said. He sends me a video where he's giggling like a madman. White Castle's not actually in Vegas, is it? Yeah, they've got several. Dude, it's right outside of Bellagio, man. I told my wife, drop me off, take them sightseeing, come back around the corner. I'm getting White Castle. I got White Castle at the Bellagio. It's kind of a big deal. Coming up next. Dances now too. We have a big final score that just went final to break down, plus a huge retirement, forty-four years and running. It's next right here, Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Flock of seagulls. Chill, my brother. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. And we have a big retirement to get to in a couple minutes, but it's just gone final. United States Women's National Team in the inaugural Women's Gold Cup falls to Mexico 2-0. Mexico wins Group A. However, the United States, with points, are advancing to the knockout stage of the Gold Cup. They are just now going in as the wild card team. Their first ever loss in the state of California and just the third loss to Mexico in their last 23 games. A couple of really athletic goals by Mexico tonight. The first one, a bad communication problem with Alyssa Nair in goal, and Mexico gets a goal to go one nothing. They make it stand up. They get a great goal in the 92nd minute uh, that kind of bookends that game. Mexico wins 2 nothing over the United States. And look, what you and I were watching the game as it's going on, and... You know, what we talked about last week, now there needs to be a new reality that people have to kind of understand here. Uh, the big problem, we, we we talked all of it coming off of the World Cup. This is a time of transition for the United States. You're getting away from the the second old guard, mm-hmm. right? This, the second the second, second wave. The second decade. You yeah. had the first decade of players who won, and then and then you had the second decade of players who won. Uh the first decade with Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, uh, and then that, you know, that that era gets into Abby Wambach and Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan. And now you're at a point where we saw at the World Cup this past summer, the United States was just not as good. And one of the big things we talked about was their team speed, and it just wasn't there. And that was the number one thing needs to happen is they need to have more team speed. First couple games of the Gold Cup, it worked out that way. You know, they were they were fast. They were able to control the ball, had the ball in the other team's half a lot. Now, again, you're playing teams that aren't that great. Now, when you're playing against a team like Mexico, it's going to be a little bit different. And the United States did have some chances. It was much more of an even-type game. But Mexico, if you had to say, I would say Mexico controlled the game for probably two-thirds of the game. They, well, they, which they is funny the because the time of possession is exactly the opposite. Right, because you, once Mexico scored that goal, they were able to park the bus and sit back, and the United States had a tough time Well, but the U.S. In. had 60, uh, 63 minutes of possession. Right, right? Because, because that goal was so yeah. early, Mexico yeah. sat back. And the United States, yeah. with their attack, they couldn't dent the back of the net. They had a couple of chances, but they didn't. And then Mexico was able to get some some rebound chances in the final minutes where the ball would get cleared out and they'd able to, they got the ball to one of their strikers. But what everybody's got to understand is this, and, and it's it's kind of weird because we're seeing this more often in sports now, is that just because a team was good, even for 20 years, doesn't mean they're always going to be good. Just because a team is great for 20 years doesn't mean they're always going to be great. The United States was extremely fortunate and skilled. You say fortunate, but skilled because they develop players. And you had the first wave of players when they were far and away the best team in the country. We talked about some of these players and Christine Lilly and Brianna Scurry and Hope Solo. And then that got to the next decade of dominance that was run by Abby Wambach and Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan. And okay, great. We developed, had great players all the way through. And all the, all the way through, nations are getting better. Other teams are getting better. But bottom line is this, is we've seen now the United States women's team play at a very high level uh, or, 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 or at the top level in the World Cup. And now we're seeing them in the Gold Cup, which is something they all really want to win. And so far, what have we seen is United States is good, but other teams are good and are better. And this is not something other than, hey, just because they've always been great 
doesn't mean we're always going to be great. Just because people talk about Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith, oh, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, they're not automatically Alex Morgan and Abby Wambach. But we think they are because, well, everybody in the United States has produced now for 20 years. The next superstar we've we've identified has become a superstar. Right? Oh, here comes Abby Wambach. Wow, Abby Wambach's great. Wow, okay. Here comes Alex Morgan. Can Alex, wow, Alex Morgan is great. And now this next level of players are not quite there. They're, right. they're, they may they're not be quite great, that level. But they're not there yet. No, and Lindsey Horan, as good a midfielder as she is, is she as great a midfielder? Because today, I, I watch a lot of play get get gummed up in the middle of the field because she's not fast. As as skilled a player as she is, she wants to go on and say, American fans aren't smart, and then she had to backtrack from that. Um, yeah, she has difficulty in the open field now because players are fast and they can catch up to her, and she's not someone that's going to be able to create her own space. You better be careful. The ball she's going to tweet field. at you and come after you well, now. she can. I'm sorry, but I'm telling the truth. Uh, it's just that's the case is that this is now a United States team that has to get used to the fact that we're not the biggest, baddest team in the world anymore. And it's not a case of we have to wait for our young players to come up, right? Because if the young players are really good, they'd be playing great right now. And Trinity Robbins coming in as a sub, and Sophia Smith had trouble in the World Cup. You're missing Mallory Swanson still, who could wind up being the best player, the biggest goal scorer, being injured. That was a huge deal in the World Cup injured. for like, You're missing so a couple of people. It's a thing. And yeah. and Alex Morgan is not quite the goal scorer she was. We saw it in the World Cup. And she's got to wear number seven what, now. What did I she was, was originally yeah. left off. What did I say was a big question in, in the World Cup? Can Alex Morgan still be the elite goal scorer that she was? And the answer was a resounding no. She's not that same player yeah. anymore. So you're now watching United States team that is that is good but now is looking for that next level who are the next great scorers going to be who are the next great midfielders going to be and and we used to have that question answered for us hey here's the next player great boom like alabama football hey who's we going to play quarterback this year don't worry about it yeah but don't worry about it we're good okay oh great who's going to be running back for us yep great we're good we're not at that level anymore we're not at that place this is this is just Hey, the United States has to find the next. It doesn't mean they're not going to find them, but it means this level, this invention of of the team is going to struggle for a while. And we can't expect to just suddenly snap our fingers and say they're going to be great because they're just not. I mean, you you watched the World Cup. You saw in big moments we melted down. We couldn't make plays. We wouldn't look like the same team because we weren't. Because Megan Rapino was 38 and was done. Yeah. Alex Morgan's 35 and is done. We're not that. We're just not that team. Well, you're also looking at, I mean, it's, it's a sport that we talk about all the time. I watch it with my daughter's squads all the way through. But when we talk about it on the international stage, it's one or two plays that are going to define a game. Today, you had a, a lack of communication on that first goal. Uh, Ovalle with the goal for Mexico, 33 straight shutouts before that goal by the women's national team in CONCACAF competitions. They'd outscored opponents 158-0 to zero during those games. Mike, yeah, it was a shutout, though. Yeah, just the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that goal is indicative of what happens like soccer. Like we watch hockey, um, although hockey scoring is up like Major League Baseball was. Right, it's games are nine to five. Yeah, nine oh, five yeah, games wow. anyway. It's, All right. it's open ice. Uh, I want to start doing fantasy hockey again. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah how many assists do we get on each of those goals? <laughs> That's where it gets fun. But And then the second goal was one of the great outlets and crosses you'll ever see. Uh, just, all right, I'm getting the ball out of this zone. Uh, the player for Mexico surrounded by three U.S. players on one sideline, kicks it all the way back the other direction, uh, and it's picked up, dribbled a couple times, and then a blast. Goalie had no chance. Mm-hmm. No chance. Like, there was no closeout, no space, because you're up attacking. So you you have those two lapses 
punctuate a very uneven performance. And it's a game of inches, right? As you as you said, only eight shots on goal for the U.S., several that rolled past the goal mount, right? Uh, going to this, this corner, and it rolls harmlessly aside as opposed to another six inches to the left. All of a sudden, we've got a goalie that's got to make a sprawling save, or maybe you find the you know side of the net. Instead, harmlessly away, goal kick, and, and away we go. So that that's the thing. The, the margin for error isn't there anymore. The margin to gamble isn't there. And this team speed, while it's better, you haven't played enough together to where it's cohesive at this point. And you still have sprinkles of the old guard because you're still trying to hold not only hold on just from legacy plays, but also thinking that you'll have those veterans. Going back to the Russell Wilson mm-hmm. Coming, it was like, all right, we'll have a veteran in the locker room that does this, that, the other for us. And that's Alex Morgan getting called up after an injury puts her on there. She could steal some minutes, but you're going to give up some of that speed, some of that effort as well as you're, as you're trying to round things out. So for the U.S., highly disappointing uh, effort tonight in this gold cup. See, match. I don't know. I don't know that it's disappointing. I I I I think it's more this is kind of the team that it is cuz you can only have so many times where you can say, "Oh, hey, well, this is the first time they haven't won the world. This first time they haven't done this in the world time. First time they haven't done this. first loss in California. First loss man. When you keep when you keep giving me there's like 8 or yeah, 10 no, this is the first time yeah, this yeah, has happened but, but in 15 years. But I don't years. I don't accept defeat it's just not as the easily same. as you. No, but I'm saying is you have to be realistic that <laughs> yes. this is just not they're in a cycle right now where they're not their they're predecessors. They're not dominant, sure. They're not their predecessors. Yeah. They're a good team. They're a competitive team. I'm not saying they're all of a sudden, boy, we, we're getting blown off the pitch. No, no, this is a good team. But other teams are good. Yeah. And and you saw that other teams have finishers. Other teams have players who can put the ball in the net. And you need people that can finish, that can put the ball in the net. And that, that goes back to my biggest concern about the United States team is that you can have a great system like your Germany or Italy where it doesn't matter who the big goal scorer is because you're you're running you're running total football right and you're triangling the ball down the field and someone's always going to be open on the on the back post that's not where soccer is now. Soccer is about transition and making plays, changing over from from offense to defense. Yeah. This is where it is. This is where the play is. And you need somebody that can be that player that's saying, whatever it is, I'll create space to put the ball in the back of the net. And we always had that. We always had Mia Hamm. We always had Alex Morgan. We always had Abby Wambach. We had Megan Rapino. We had players that could do that. We had Carly Lloyd that could do that. And the closest thing to it, honestly, like I said, is Mallory Swanson, but she's hurt. The United States doesn't have that. They don't have any one of those players that, hey, when things are going bad, get on my back, I'll get that big goal for you. That's a big thing that's missing. So of all, because that's a big equalizer. Hey, we cannot have team speed, but boy, if we got a striker that can hit the back of the net from 10 feet outside the box, boy, you're you're, you're talking about something that suddenly now, how do we how do we get past that? You just, you just can't. It's almost like you were watching this replay of the Paleo goal in the 92nd minute with me. Because this strike... Is is one that yeah. United States women's soccer fans are going to remember for a while? You don't. Have, you don't have any. We don't have anybody that can score like that. We don't have anybody that can score like this because this is a, this this goal in the ninety second minute is a goal scorer's goal. This is from outside the box in a perfect spot. Alyssa Nair's got. Alyssa Nair had a great game today. Outside of that miscommunication, uh, she she probably kept about three balls in the back of the net that could that could have gone there. And this is a perfect spot. In a, and we don't have we don't have that anymore. And l- like I said, it's it's just because the young players are hyped up doesn't mean they're that great. And, it's like and so, Yankees and Mets prospects for all those years. A <laughs> lot of hype, no sizzle. It, it well, well, I'm not saying they're not, not that they're bad, but we expect them to come in and play great. And and they play 
well, but they're not dominant. And look at of, of all the just look at the time possession, right? We gave we we gave up a goal early, to right? Set, we gave, we, yeah. we gave a goal early, so now you you saw Mexico get into a more defensive posture, which is what happens, right? We park the bus and we decide you're not going to get you're not going to get chances. The old U.S. team would have found a way to hit the back of the net. All right, Megan Rapino would have had a goal. They would have had scored on a corner. They would have had something, but they're not their well, predecessors. Well, but that's it. You they're didn't see the action team. pushed right to where you're, you're forcing. All right, we'll concede the corner because you see that a lot. I mean, I watch a lot of yeah. EPL during the week. Uh, fortunately, it's on middays uh, here in Tuesday, California. Wednesday, Thursday, right? Midday Even today, EPL. yeah, I have yeah, one yeah. today yeah. on a Monday. Well, they have a commercial for that's that great. now. Hey, they, what's the commercial I've seen for it? Hey, middle of the day, middle of the week. We're your home for EPL. No, soccer. that's it. So like, it's tuned it on. It was on USA. Hey, I watched my hour preview yeah, yeah, show yeah. from around the league, and yeah. boom, noon I got kickoff. But but it's that kind of thing. You see a lot of concessions of of corners. We didn't see a lot of that today. A lot of pressure to where it's like, all right, at least make them make a decision on that. Even with all that possession, never got to that point to where you can maybe make one of those set piece plays, uh, you know, be the equalizer. Didn't get a lot of those opportunities in tonight's match. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, that that's it's it's not disappointing. It's just getting used to a new reality. That this is where they doesn't mean they can't be great again, but right now they're in a cycle of not being as good as the teams that came before. Did you just say make America great again? I said, TJ, make America Cameron great again. Uh, Time now to find out what's trending in the wide world of sports with special delivery Steve DeSager, who had Mexico giving a goal and a half tonight. Wow. He really (laughs) cashed in. The new reality is disappointing. Let's put it that way. We talked before their last big competition, the World Cup, how they were missing offense. Can we say that again? I mean, you're not going to be playing Dominican Republic every game, so spare me. They, they just won 5 nothing in the past week. The U.S. hadn't allowed two goals in the same game in over a year until tonight. By the way, this was in the sta- same stadium where Lionel Messi played last night last and night, had the yeah. late goal to tie the L.A. Galaxy, and they stuffed over 27,000 fans into there, an all-time attendance record at that suburban L.A. stadium. Attendance for this game tonight, a U.S. loss, was 11,612. Mexico 2 nothing. the final to complete group play in the Gold Cup tournament. They'll each advance on to the LAFC stadium next to the L.A. Coliseum this weekend for quarterfinals, but Mexico advances as group winner. It'll be one seed against eight, two seed versus seven this weekend, etc. The U.S. gets shut out at home and got outshot in the game. And corner kicks, it was Mexico 9-1 to one advantage in the game. That is astounding, actually, because the U.S. had the majority of the possession and what did they do with it? So we've got on the calendar, starting late July, the Olympics in Paris. And for women's soccer, of course, your World Cup team, basically the team we saw tonight for the U.S., that is your Olympic team. What we're not seeing yet is the new coach. She hasn't come over from England yet. Emma Hayes, they gave, U.S. soccer gave her as much money as they've been paying the goofball who's been running the men's team, Greg Berthold. She's, <laughs> she's going to make about a million and a half a year the highest paid female coach in the entire world once she gets over here. Unfortunately, she's still going to be coaching her Chelsea team in England until they finish up their season. And then she's only going to have a couple months here before the Olympics start this summer. So she'll have two games to coach with the U.S. in June, two in July, and then it's off to Paris. 
As for what's coming up. All right, what have you guys been playing? Well, I'm usually the centerman. Great, go out there. (laughs) Who plays forward? Okay, great, go out there. All right, it works. Is any of you named Mallory Swanson? Can I see Mallory? Does any of you score goals? Hello? Who brought who brought a pair of gloves? You can if you have gloves, you can play goalie. All right, if you have the goal, where are the goalie gloves? Did I bring them? Did I have them in my wagon? Let me see where the goalie gloves in my wagon. Uh, U.S. And also, hey, and also, the news gets yes. worse. Is now with the United States losing tonight, Fox has pulled Gus Johnson from announcing the next United States game. He's going to now do a different game instead. No, no. It was hard enough to even find the feed for this game tonight. No, it's not going to be on Fox this weekend. Harmon's computer with with an illegal hack to go get it. I don't know. I have my subscription. I found a stream for non-subscribers, which may or may not include me, and it had a black box in the middle of the video screen. It was like you're trying to watch Naked and Afraid or something. Yeah, you're going to jail. They're going to come and carry uh, Steve out of here. uh, That'll be on TMZ. Fox announcer taken to prison after shift. <laughs> 2 nothing Mexico, the final. So here's the thing. Two final stats for this. The U.S. had won 16 straight head-to-head against Mexico since 2010, outscoring him 65-4 to in the process. Got shut out by him tonight. But this is the kicker. When playing a regional opponent, CONCACAF opposition, like Mexico, the Americans in their last 80 home games had been undefeated until tonight. 78-0 with two ties in a run that dates back to December of 2000. Mexico wins 2-0. Cincinnati Bengals officially franchise-tagged wide receiver T. Higgins. Late game in the NBA went to Miami, 121-110 at Sacramento. Road wins also for Toronto and Brooklyn, but not for Detroit. Pistons have lost six straight, lost a close one at New York, 113-111. And in college hoops... North Carolina's R.J. Davis scored 42 points out of his team's 75. Ninth-ranked Tar Heels won 75-71 against Miami. Back to you. Thanks a bunch, Steve-O. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, we have a big retirement to break down. 44 years, 40 Super Bowls. Jason and Mike. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. You're going to hear from Monty Williams coming up in about 15 minutes. You he, tell him, Monty. He was so mad. He was so mad tonight. But big retirement today as, look, everybody, everybody listening notes knows about this guy, has heard him. After 44 years, Peter King is retiring from his job. Writing for Monday Morning Quarterback, now Sports Illustrated, Morning Quarterback. Uh, he has been synonymous with the NFL my entire life. Hell of a run. When I first started reading Sports Illustrated, like he was just starting out. You know, He was starting out his career as a writer and an insider, and he finished with his last big story coming off the Super Bowl and what the game-winning play was called for the Chiefs was called Tom and Jerry, and he had Andy Reid diagramming the play for him in the locker room, which was incredibly interesting to see. And Peter King is saying, hey, after 44 years, he's in his mid-60s now, he doesn't know what's next, doesn't know if he'll be back, but he wants to retire, he wants to walk away. It has been, now this is where your line of, he had a good run, great run, right? Forty-four Covered 40 Super Bowls, and, and there was nobody who had more interesting things to say that like than Peter King. When when I remember for most of my life, when Peter King would have a report on something, I would go, Oh, he's got something really interesting that that I that I that I don't know about. He's got something that I need to know that he knows. And and he did that for forty years. And it was incredible. I'd read reading a hey, oh he th- he thinks Russell Wilson's gonna be a star. He's, he's a rookie. What are you talking about? Russell Wilson's a star. Right? He had all of these things. Just situ- I remember that the the biggest time when he said, just went to Seahawks camp and I, I'm pretty sure I just saw Russell Wilson and he's gonna be a star. And he's the backup to Matt Flynn. He's gonna be a star. And this is when he before he even took a snap in in a game for the for the Seahawks. And this is the kind of career he had. And the one thing he said was his big his big um question for now is that he hopes that there's still room for storytellers in the media. People that want to come in and tell stories. Like, here's the final play of the Super Bowl. It's called Tom and Jerry. I talked to Andy Reid about it. Whereas now the media has become more opinionated, reaction-wise. Storytellers, there's not as much. Uh, there, hopefully that there's still more room for them as time goes on. And they don't wind up getting forced out. There's great storytellers now. He name-dropped a bunch of people. But I get his his point with it because... 
when I first got into the business in the mid-90s, that's all we wanted to do. When I was a PA at ESPN was tell stories. This guy's got an unbelievable story. I want to do a story on him. And I want to go interview him and his coaches and his family. He's got such a great story. I want to tell the story. That was what everybody wanted to do. You wanted to see big stories be told. You wanted to learn about players and what they're like and what their family life was like and these stories he had about players. There was nothing better than hearing a, a, a player tell a story, hearing a story about a player's life or something went on with the team. And now that's not the case anymore. Now it's just it's just not. It's just the desire to hear a guy's story or something like has been diminished. Has it been replaced by the opinions and, and, and hot take? Yeah, it has. So I, I can see exactly where he's coming from. Where where is the future? Everything evolves into something different. And storytellers had a great long run, and now we're into this mode of of hot takes and opinions and and the reporters and and hosts like you and I making it about us and what we think about things. So I can see his point about that because I I went from wanting to be that storyteller when I when I was first coming out in my early 20s to no I I don't want to tell that's I want to tell my story. I want to tell what I want to talk about. So I get what he's saying about the future is there room for that? Yeah, I mean they're there. It's just a matter of, you know, in the consumption, right? Are you leading or are you pulling are you trailing, you know, what public consumption trends are right trying the old you know i tell you what you should think instead of reacting to what you want oh get give them what they want well we'll tell them <laughs> right and and a lot of this right you got the rinaldi i mean the, they'll be firing up the the violins at the olympics right we'll certainly have that and the the music selected behind that you, you've got all all sorts of those type of pieces are still there or guys are telling or and women are telling their own stories because everybody launches their own podcast here's my story here's in 37 glorious parts per season i'm going to tell you everything yeah. that happened i don't need so somebody to tell my story i can do it myself well, but i mean now. athletes yeah. have all done that yeah right i mean why you see podcasts after and, I, and i'm not denigrating that at all it, it's more just a a different way to go through it you don't get the filter necessarily the same way that you used to. And where it is, maybe you've got to seek it out a little bit. I think it's still there. I think there's still plenty of storytellers and long-form expository writing to be had. Just we are a microwave culture. May not like it. May, you know, put up a link, but you're going to have to have something juicy to get people in to stay. And then if it's a 45-minute storytelling session... Because like, a lot of Peter King's best work, right, was he spent a week with a guy. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you do? You, you either compartmentalize that into a documentary on one of the streaming yeah, and then you, and then you need a few more days to put it together and have it come it together, out. go back through the quotes, all right, yeah. I put an asterisk here, I did all that, and he, he did that for 40-plus years. And he, you got all those little vignettes. I like that the Bears commentary towards the end of his column is what really set the world ablaze because it sounded like something someone on this show has been talking about for a long time in terms of stockpiling draft picks and keeping justin fields but for peter king one hell of a run man 44 years 44 years I, i'm gonna miss because like i said he always had interesting stuff and sometimes that's what we want and i think if you can find a way in and you said in the microwave culture that we have to say hey instead of here's a 10,000-word story about this guy to turn it into something that can be consumed in 90 yeah, seconds? because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Or in like, something else. that Like, that's kind of what, if you can do that, like, you can still succeed. You can uh, tell a story in 90 seconds. Unfortunately, I was always, you know, writing my own 
breakdowns of the games deep into Sunday nights. So I'd be up when Monday morning quarterback would come out. Mm. And you always did the scan. There's a lot of it. I didn't yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. read. Yeah. I guess I got credit for scrolling, but you know, there there was meat down below or some of the ten things I think I think and whatever. You'd get some nuggets out of that to maybe push you into the next week. But I'll be I'll be honest, I didn't read all the words. I passed through about eight thousand of them. Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, you want a great post-game meltdown? We got it for you here. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.